Okay, we can make a start. So first, um, for the record, I want to thank everyone who gave me some feedback from the previous year, because um, it was very helpful in um, clarifying um, what really needs to be addressed, which is um, a big part of the title of tonight's year. And uh, also helped me to realize how there is something that needed to be sort of clarified or corrected from the previous year, which I hope we'll get to Mr. Shem. So the, the title of Am I Worthy of a Personal and Close Relationship with Hashem uh, sort of calls for um, analysis to answer that question of uh, different types. There's one analysis, which I think should come first, of seeing what we could learn from the Torah about that question. And then also to analyze it from our own personal perspective. So first we'll start with uh, what we could hopefully see in the Torah on this issue. And even if uh, the basic concept is quite familiar, it's good to try to explore it in its details as best we can. Actually, this was proposed uh, almost a year ago on the year of February 9th, but never really um, actually gotten back to, so to speak. So I'd like to try to do at least a, a decent amount of that tonight and uh, see where it takes us. So the question of a personal relationship with Hashem, I think one good place to start the focus is what we see in the Torah about how we are supposed to be approaching all our lives endeavors. Ben Yenis says on the Pasuk of Bechol Durchecha Ehu that Hashem is teaching us that even a person has complete bitachan in Hashem and he would not be concerned whatsoever if somebody opens up competition down the block he knows full well everything is in Hashem's control. It's not his might, his power, his brilliance that is gaining for him any success in life. It's not sufficient. He needs to be attaching that bitachon into the actual daily affairs, daily endeavors, and even fairly ordinary attempts of accomplishment in our daily life, and certainly those that are more challenging, we need to be focusing on the fact that it is Hashem who is giving us the capacity to make those efforts, and it is Hashem who has to give us that salacha in that effort. Of course, we don't always know for sure whether those efforts are for our benefit, but as best that we could judge that there's something here that's worth working towards, we should make our good efforts, at the same time be turning to Hashem and relying upon Hashem to give us all the ability that we need at that moment and to give us that slacha and that endeavor. And that applies to all daily affairs. So already we have 
a directive of the Torah to be not just aware in a general way, but in an ongoing, very active way, being aware of Hashem, giving us the capacity and giving us the hope for Hatzlacha in everything that we're trying to do. That's quite a personal involvement. Then we find an amazing thing in the modern Kedushin when it comes to our spiritual affairs, where essentially, as we learned, it has to be a person's own choosing, person's own acquisition of the Shleimus. Hashem cannot just bless us with the closest to Him according to His divine wisdom. It cannot work that way. It has to be that we are acquiring and forging that connection to Hashem for it to really come into existence. But yet we find in the Gemara that a person cannot overcome the Sahara with his own ability. And this is brought down by the Sashurim very clearly and the second parak is brought by the Chavos Halvavos. It's brought in Derech Hashem at good length we're Chazal telling us clearly that we are not capable of succeeding on our own to overcome the Eight Sahara. And it's quite fascinating um, why it is that Hashem designed uh, the nature of our endeavors to be that way. Nemasha poses the question, but uh, and he answers, we have to make the effort and, and there we need a special intervention from Hashem to be successful. Rabitzel suggests that otherwise we wouldn't have to be turning to Hashem as much in the spiritual arena as we have to turn to Hashem in the material arena. Still it begs the question, after all, we still need Hashem's help to give us the basic intelligence, to give us the seichel. How do we combat the Eight Sahara with our intellect? We're davening at the Chayin Ladam Das, Chenein Midcha Deabin of Haskel. It's a mashma that there needs to be a special, additional, and even discernible siyata deshmaya against the Eight Sahara. And the Ram describes it that way. The Ram says if a person is what he calls nimshach, it means continuing, continuously pursuing the ways of Chachma and Tzedek. So he becomes desirous of them. And he continues to pursue them ever more. And that's what Chazal mean when they say, Balatar Messiah and Oisai. And now ends off, He will find himself being helped. He'll be able to sense Hashem is helping me. So clearly Hashem wants it to be in such a way that we will sense that Hashem is helping us in our endeavors of trying to gain the wisdom, trying to follow a path that is righteous, that is good, that is true. We will feel ourselves being pulled in that direction in a way that we could sense, this is siyat deshmaya. This is not my making. So that is certainly, of course, very powerful personal involvement that Hashem is taking in our life.
And we know there is another very powerful element that uh, talked about a little while ago of Hashem not just helping us personally, but nothing less than creating the entire universe for each of us personally. As the Mishnah Sahedrin says, a person is chayev to say, Bishvili nivra That's why Adam was created as an individual, so that every person should relate to the entire Bria as having been created for him, himself, as an individual. And when we combine that with the knowledge that the Torah shows us, the Pasuk clearly spells out Hashem continuously creating and recreating the creation. So it's ongoing creation of the Bria for every individual who should feel that we should relate to it as such, who can know Hashem is making the Bria for me. And that's underpinning all the Birchas HaShachar that we are being given everything that we have. And even more than that, the entire universe is being created for us. Of course, we cannot identify how we need everything in the, in the universe, but it is all there doing its job for every Yachid as the Yachid. So that is also quite a powerful involvement of Hashem in our personal life. He's making the Bria for us. But is this enough? There still might be some room for somebody to see it as great gifts. Hashem is blessing me with the ability to make all my efforts, the success in my endeavors, with help in the spiritual realm. Hashem is gifting me with entire universe. But we could still not sense it as being so close to us. It's a great chesed that Hashem is giving us. And we see from the Rambam that the Torah, the Mishnah spells out, Chabib Adam Shnefibetz, Tell him, and he be a seirah, no das like. It could be a kind of a chiba that doesn't have the same level of closeness. Like you bestow great good to somebody, even if I don't have such respect for him, such chashivas for him, such real personal chavivas for him. And I wouldn't even feel necessary to inform him of it. I don't know how, you know, that could really be shayach by us, not to know that we're B'Tzalim Malakim. Of course, we need to know. But somehow the Mishnah is describing it that way, the way the Ram is learning it. That Hashem is making known to us that Chavivos that he has for us. He created us with this closest to him, with this innate closeness. And he makes sure that we know. He lets us know, I have given you this gift. And the art Safran describes it that we have to carry that belovedness in our heart and never lose contact with it. The belovedness that Hashem has for every created individual and even a greater form for Kali Yisrael. 
and even of a greater form for Klal and having given us the Torah, we have to carry that feeling of being so cherished, so beloved in our hearts on an ongoing basis. So we see the Torah telling us that this is a great gift, great help, great divine involvement in a manner that's where we are beloved to Hashem. It's described as Chavid and Chibi Yaseira. So that already would be quite a bit. But as we learned uh, recently, it goes way beyond that. And it goes even beyond what we learned already. And that is what uh, we saw in the Medish Rabbah at the end of Bo, which I think we didn't get quite exactly right. And I take responsibility for that. We're in explaining and giving the mashal for the mitzvah of tefillin, uh, Chazal gave the mashal of the daughter of the king who was captured by his enemies. And he saved her and made a great celebration to give full, full emotional response to the rejoicing of that salvation. And he said to her, take this celebration, take all the gold and silver and diamonds and make a crown for yourself so that you'll never forget this simcha and the celebration. And the question is, what is the intention for her to remember? What does the king want her to remember and be wearing as the crown? It's just the mere fact that she was in danger and she was safe from danger. And it would seem that, no, it's much more than that. Because I think it's pretty, uh, pretty safe to suggest that's not a simple matter for the king himself to be heading the rescue mission to save his daughter. The king is very important to the country. Of course, his daughter is very beloved, but the king is after all the king. And to go into battle is dangerous. That means the king is risking his life. And that means that she is worthy of the king risking his life. But it's not simply that she has greatness, she has personal greatness, and therefore she's worthy of being saved by the king because she has so much potential, so much good, so much value within her as a independent person. It's all stemming from that she is the king's daughter. And this is all what this salvation is representing. That she is his daughter and a true daughter of the king. 
all the greatness that she has within her is what she has received, what she has learned, what she has observed, what she has somehow acquired even naturally from her father, the king. So that connection that they have, that represents and comprises her greatness is what makes it worthy that he should be going into battle to save her. And the crown is a crown of their connection, of her connection with her father, the king, as what itself makes her so exalted. That is the substance of her exaltedness. That is the, the whole source of it. And this is the mushal for Hashem saving Kalisro from its right. It's not a simple matter. Of course, Shem's life cannot be at risk like a human king. But for Hashem to be entering in, so to speak, into the place of Tumas Mitzrayim, is something very great as the Medrash discusses. So that's all showing that Kal Yisrael has such a connection with Hashem already at that point and prepared for the accepting of the Torah and all that will come through that, that is intended to come through that, that they are worthy and they have that connection that warrants Hashem saving them, as he said to Yaakov Avinu, So that crown, which is a film that we are wearing, is representing nothing other than our closest connection to Hashem that shows, that is manifest by a crown of his saving us. That is, that is communicated, that is experienced by wearing the crown that reminds us of Hashem saving us as is proper, as is warranted, as is correct that he should do because we have such a connection, because we are like his beloved daughter who is worthy of being saved by the king. So that is already... <laughs> very personal and very close. It's as, it's as personal as could possibly be. This is our glory, that we have that connection with Hashem, like the daughter, the princess has to her father, the king. And that event of Hashem saving is one that relates to Claudius' role for all the dairies. It was just shown at that time at Tzias Mitzrayim was just a manifestation of the relationship. That there is that closeness that Hashem should save Klal Yisrael, and that is carried forth in Klal Yisrael for all generations and in every individual. So could there be something more than this? It's hard to imagine.
comes along Rabbein Abachyeh in the Sefer Kadakemach in the midst of Tefillin and says, there's a Gemara in Baruchas that says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu also wears Tefillin. Says Rabbein Abachyeh, what does what do Chazal want to tell us when they say that Hashem wears tefillin? In which it says, Mika Amcha Yisrael And he says that Chazal found no way to describe the extreme devakus, the extremeness of the connection. Goydel haflogas hadvekus the great extremeness of the connection of Hashem to Klal Yisrael, except to say that Hashem also wears tefillin, where he is glorifying himself with Klal Yisrael being his nation. And that just like our glory is our connection with Hashem, Hashem says, my glory in the Bria, my glory is that Yisrael is my nation. And that is the only way that Chazal found to express to us how close Hashem is to Yisrael. The Goydel HaFlogas HaDvekas that Hashem is wearing as his crown Mika Amcha Yisrael and it's all in an echol bein b'chayi and zov. We are glorified by the oneness of Hashem and our connection to Hashem. Well, what could be a greater glory than that? As we are like the crown princess to the father, the king, who's worthy of being saved by him. And Hashem is saying, in the same way, my peak glory, of anything in the Bria is that my nation is Klal Yisrael, who have committed themselves to me. And how that is explained by the Gemara, we'll have to leave for another time. But this is much Ben Machai is saying very clearly. Hashem's crown is Klal Yisrael. That's Scribes. That's the only way a Chazal could put into words the extremeness of the closeness of Hashem to Klal Yisrael. So that's about as much as is possibly understandable or even speakable, <laughs> even if it's not yet understandable. <laughs> Um, so is there anything that could could be added to this? I think only just one one little nakuda, and that is that we shouldn't think that there's only something that Hashem has with Yisrael as a whole, but to remember that it relates to every person as an individual. Like we find in Masil Sasharim, where he's talking about the chassid being mispal for the gula. 
and he poses the question, a person would ask, can my tefillah bring the gula? That's the lashon. Well, because of my tefillah, the gullus come back and Yeshua sprout forth. And the answer is, like the Mishnah and Sanhedrin, a person is supposed to relate to the Indian that is for the whole Klal Yisra, that's, that's comprised of the whole Klal Yisra as if he himself contains it. He's davening for the gula as if he is the cholesterol as an entire entity. Does not mean to lose sight or discount the need of the connection to cholesterol and the role, of course, the critical role of cholesterol. But every yachid is supposed to feel, I am carrying all that within me. And I can relate to it that way. I could daven for it. I could feel for it. I could try to bring it. Not because simply like, maybe I'll be the last bit that will make the difference. So in the same vein, every individual can and should feel that everything that is said about love for Klai Yisrael, connection to Klai Yisrael, glorifying Klai Yisrael, considering his glory to be Klai Yisrael, and the Klal Yisrael's glory to be Hashem, as portrayed by Etias Mitzrayim, is for every individual, for all the types. So I have to make a correction. Really, there is one more, one or two more points. And that is, that's, this is not only a like general concept, great closeness, great glory that we have, that Hashem gives to us, but it's in our in our every action interaction, we are essentially involved in forging that closeness and experiencing that closeness of the highest form, because Hashem has entrusted to every person his desire to give all the good that he wants to give. When we are called the Eved of Hashem, Amchal says that means that we have been given that task, of course with Hashem's help, but we've been given the task to bring about his plan of the ticket of the whole Bria and of the person and all the good that comes from that. He has given to us to bring about his Midasachesed through our bringing ourselves close to Hashem. And that is the whole content of everything that we're doing in Torah Mitzvahs, is bringing ourselves close to Hashem. Because every aspect of Torah Mitzvahs is nothing but an aspect of connection to Hashem. So that's 
That's what we're involved with when we do any mitzvah or any good thing. And it is at the same time giving us or living with such a closest to Hashem as to be carrying out his precious beloved mission of bestowing all the good that he wants to bestow that we have to be involved with to bring it about. And I had the thought that in light of the Rambam by Kael uh, Chachover, who says that um, when the two beloved Chaverim are both aiming for one identical goal, which he calls Hatoiv, he says each one will want that that should come to the two of them together and they should be helped by each other in achieving that and two beloved friends are trying to reach what is truly good shlemus true personal elevation they wanted to come to the two of them together and they want to be helped by each other so if the true goal of everything in Taira is true closest connection to Hashem like Ramchal says like he said to the Ger just friendship don't turn away turn towards bring yourself closer and closer you know that's the greatest good thing that you could possibly experience even with a human friend similarly and so much more so with Hashem so it's only proper that it should be achieved together because that's what real friends want by their own true good nature that is should be the manner of how their true achievement is accomplished by helping each other so it's only proper that Hashem should cause us to be dependent on his help because this is the whole thing that we're trying to accomplish is to come close to him. So this is the right way for it to happen by the Chaveim doing it together. And Hashem allows that to happen as well. So we have to do our part, but we cannot do it on our own. And we shouldn't want to. Okay, this is just a thought. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if we could take it seriously. If we could, it's pretty amazing. And of course, um, the final item to share is what Rabbi Chaim Velazhin says about a person's learning that just like it said in the Gemara about the Amoroyim, it applies to every person. Hashem is saying what the person is saying when he's learning Hashem's Torah. Hashem and his Torah Achat. The person is learning. Maybe she is with him in the closest possible way. And he's saying B'ni Kacho So, we have ample sources in the Torah that Hashem has given us and is giving us. And as the entirety of the Torah is, the closest, most personal, most intimate, most glorifying relationship with Hashem. But then comes the question, 
do we feel that? So is it a valid possibility that um, we're not worthy of relationship with Hashem? If we have it, obviously we're worthy of it. Hashem considers every Jew worthy of it. And we don't lose even, even when we veer off because Hashem wants us to come back and waits for us to go back and helps us to come back. So we cannot lose it. But when I asked one of my chaverim, just in a text, after a little conversation, after the previous year, do you feel worthy of a close personal relationship with Hashem? Um, he answered in a very honest way, no, he doesn't feel worthy of it. And that was an honest answer because he didn't say, I am not worthy of it. He was answering my question of, do you feel worthy of it? So the question is, what is that really all about? What is it primarily that could cause us not to feel worthy of the close relationship with Hashem? And even if we have learned many, many good sources in the Torah of Hashem's great love for the Klaus role and every individual and his involvement and his giving us so much honor and glory and giving us so much love. We can have learned many, many good sources and still not able so readily to connect to it and relate to it and to feel it. The truth is, before we even explore this, I really should ask if um, anything that was set up until now sounded okay, <laughs> made any sense, or was, you know, comprehensible. Um, and, you know, your honest response to that is, uh, of course, always appreciated. Could you, could, could you just clarify or go back to the Rambam that you quoted in the beginning about um, person will feel himself being helped, or just say that over again. I didn't catch the Lushen, Sure, the Lashon the Rambam is calls man shadam nimshach darkei hachachmav hatzedek. So long as a person is, I guess, continuing continuously going in the ways of wisdom and righteousness. He desires them and he pursues them. And then he ends off. This is what Chazal say. He will find himself being helped. So what does that mean? Find himself being helped. Meaning he will sense it. He will experience it. He'll be able to, to somehow see, know, feel that this is help in Hashemai. We're able to say, I, I don't see how I produced this. This is being gifted to me. I did make some effort. I did try. I am putting in. I am trying to learn Chachma. I am trying to go in the ways of righteousness. But... There's, there's, there's a pull. 
is redifa, whoa, <laughs> or maybe other ways that we can be helped. And the Chazal is saying, is that only going to be in a secretive manner where we can never know it, except just because the Gemara says? Or could it be that, that we'll be able to detect that, okay, we're making some effort, we're trying. There's one of the, the Mepharash and, and Sharm says, Sharm brings this to help us in Zahirus, that we shouldn't be Miyayish. It looks like this is unconquerable to see it's Sahara. So we'll we'll know. Let's know. It's not meant to be conquered by us ourselves. Is there something that we can do? Yeah, we have what to try. We have some some input to put in. But then there will come Syad the Shmaya, and it's fine. It's supposed to be that way. So I hope that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so Rabbi, is, yes, why are Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go why ahead. are we worthy? You know, of of Hashem's chesed. Is it meaning, Lamashal? If you have a friend who does so much for you, and he, you know, and he keeps on doing all this chesed, and you keep on not listening to him, so are you worthy for continued chesed? Is, is the answer just because that's how Hashem created the world? That or, I could what. What, like you were saying as you were just like finishing off your, right. your, your thought right. that, you know, because one thing we don't feel worthy, but intellectually, you know, we really, why are we worthy? Okay, that's not like, we don't feel it, that's for sure. Maybe it's I, probably connected. We I, don't I, feel I, it because we don't I think, think so. Are. You are, you are, you're putting the, the, the issue out very effectively because I think what, what really um, is at the core of that question, that doubt, that blockage is that we are very, very conditioned with a mindset of you have to earn it. Whatever you get in life, you have to earn. Nothing is coming to you. You should not feel entitled to anything. And that can take place in a person's experience, even in the most fundamental things, like the love and attention of their parents. But if we have a basic mindset, which could largely be developed by a person's love and attention being withheld when they're not behaving properly, there could be other causes where a person's basic view on everything in life is based on judgment of being good enough or not good enough, deserving or not deserving. This was something that I realized after last week. Hopefully we'll try to get to it once again. That it's possible to look at everything as if Klaus has a certain quality, that means that we are good enough for Hashem's love. And if not, then we don't deserve it. We're not good enough. It's all based on judgment. And that is a fundamental. That's a, that's a fundamental, um, shall we say, um, misunderstanding of the ways of Hashem, or a lack of understanding of the ways of Hashem. Because if we take it all the way back, we know that Hashem's chesed precedes the bria sa'ila. 
And Avram Avinu also went in the ways of Hashem. And he wanted to do chesed even when there was nobody who needed it. <laughs> so Hashem's chesed is before there was anybody in existence and certainly before they had anything to make them deserving of the chesed of being created. So Hashem's midah, which is the basis for the entire creation and the continuation and the ongoing creation, and the repetition of creation, is Hashem's midas chesed. So it's not about our earning and being deserved. It's only a matter of can we receive that relationship? Can that relationship take place with Klal Yisrael? And the Ramban says that we are able to bear whatever Hashem sends to us. I don't think it's meant as a judgment of we have a certain mila, we are good enough, we are considered on a high enough level to, to be entitled to receive Hashem's closeness and Hashem's love. That's not the nature of Hashem's relating to us, nor should it be our nature of relating to other people. We shouldn't look at somebody and say, are they good enough for my love? And we shouldn't look at ourselves and say, am I good enough for their love? There should only be one question. Can there be a relationship? Can it work? Can it actually happen? Can it, can it be in Lamaisa? They didn't trust Hashem without even realizing it. They didn't want to go without consciously realizing it. So they could not be the nation that Hashem could take as his, as his own nation. But Klal Yisrael were of a nature that they could commit themselves to Hashem and stay the course. We are of a nature that we can have the relationship with Hashem. It can be with us. We are wor- we're not, not worthy, deservant, good enough. We are of such a nature that this relationship that Hashem wants to give, of such closeness, of such commitment, of such intimacy, such rejoicing, can be be lasting, can actually be successful. That's all that's needed. It's not because Kalah did so much that now they are entitled to, that they're good enough, a high enough madrega, they've earned Hashem's love. Not that we earned Hashem's love. We had the quality through, of course, what we received from Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, we had the quality of being able to commit to Hashem and remain committed. So then that relationship can actually take place. The Muslim couldn't even get started, but even if it would have gotten started, it would not have been able to be maintained because they don't have the nature of what it would be, have to be made out of to be Amashem. To be Am Hashem, we need to be able to be 
soivel, even great challenges, to be the Amashem, to reach the level that Amashem is intended to reach. We have to be able to stay committed. Klausro has the koach to stay committed. So then there can be the relationship where Hashem can give it to us and bless us with it, with all that it contains. And in that sense, we are worthy of it. Not worthy that we, we are entitled. Not worthy that we did enough to earn it. Not worthy that we're good enough. We are recognized as being good enough. No, we are just a nation and an individual with whom there can be the relationship that Hashem wants there should be of such closeness, of such commitment. It has to be two ways. It has for it to happen, for it to be in existence. It can only be that it's two ways. Hashem cannot give us the relationship only of himself without our being part of it. We are able to be part of it. We are able to give the part that the person has to give that the nation has to give. So that's why Hashem gives it to us. That's why Hashem chooses us. That's why Hashem what is that nature? What's this nature that makes Kali Yisrael different than Umos Olam? Ramban um, uh, says, says, who was chosen to be a beloved one, the one who knows to bear his beloved one with all that comes to him from him. The Israel Ruim Lakach Mikol Am and Fasral are fitting for this over and above any other nation. Rejected the Torah. There are three in the Bria. There are two in the Balichaim and Klausrol among the nations that are Azim, that are fierce. Ki Yamdulay bin Isyainis, a Yehudi Aitzalov. They'll even give their life. And the Forish Nimedrish, the Masha in the Morim that this comes from, say Klausrol committed to Hashem. And we will not go back on our commitment. That's us. We committed and we stay loyal. We stay committed. We stay the course. Even at the cost of Messiris Nefesh, when it was called for. It's not because. Is it just happens to have that? Of course, it was developed through the Avois and their children all the way to the Klausrah. It was, it was started by Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Shem said to Yaakov, but the Klausrah maintained it and brought it to its full fruition in being the Kabbal, the Torah, and the Mitzvahs, even at the point of putting at risk cult of Gashmi, of considering more honor, more greater of a glory, Hashem's Ratzon being fulfilled than any material success. That's all part of Klausel embracing the relationship with Hashem 
even at the risk of loss of everything. We have that kind of a kayak of commitment. So then there can be the relationship of Hashem with his arm. But I'm afraid that we tend to think in terms of, Shalom, tell me if I'm wrong. We think in terms of, did I do enough to deserve it? Or maybe I did something to lose it. Right. Well, I'll tell you what I'm it saying. It's for eternity. Right. <laughs> well, because again, before Gal- we're in Galas, right? Hashem destroyed the base time. Yes. He's really grooming it. We need to I'm be saying the fact before maybe while we had the base on Migdash and we had this, so maybe you're right. There is, you know, we no, because no, we're you know, muftah, we, you know we're, we're muftah, that there will be the gula. I mean, seeing the fact that we exist and the fact there's going to be gula and, it's, and Hashem says Avram is going to be forever. It's in our the DNA. Promises, and we the Torah promises It's for eternity, but it's quite quite um, important to be aware. That even by Umasayla, even even by the Mitzrim, Sephora says Hashem is giving them Eser Makais to try to bring them, no, not Eser, nine Makais, the first nine, were not Einish, were only intended to try to bring them back Bitshuva because Hashem does not want the Misa of the Russia. There was no prevention to them reaching the highest level of tshuva, not just no prevention, every assistance. Why it had to be makais? Okay, that's a, that's a very good question. But this was a way that Hashem knew could potentially awaken the Mitzrim to see not just Hashem's might and his power to punish, which eventually had to happen. But Hashem's kindness, Hashem's greatness, they can be Am Hashem, along with Klausro, if they'll come back. Power could be a Melech as appointed by Hashem, not just of his own, much less covered. They could have seen Hashem's greatness, Hashem's chesed. So that was all being given to the Mitzvah. So when we veer off, Hashem doesn't say, okay, goodbye. <laughs> Hashem says, Of course, there's still room for our, our choosing. If Yisrael does tshuva, it's miyad him negol. If not, it takes longer. If the chassad predates me, how, how can it be said to be truly before me? <laughs> it's 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 such a nature to create you who were who was who is the plan of the chesed. But, but but I don't know if you have to get that you know that's sort of far back because there's ample that's for me also after the creation. That's that's enough to know that it's not based on my having earned it. Which is, of course, Pashit, but as like a very powerful anchor of this concept, we know Hashem is being made to a person tremendously before he earned anything. 
and be made to Rishoyim, even though they're going against Hashem, still giving them so much good in the hope that they'll do tshuva, not just to be ma'abidem. This is this is this is paras mitzrayim. Hashem is bringing them makos in the hope of bringing them back. So, I don't know what it means that that like I can understand to some degree to say that I I. I earned it just by like existing, but to say that I earned no, it no, at no, all. no, 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 no. I apologize that for interrupting. Can you forgive me? Sure. We ha- we we have to try as best we can. We have to try to drop earned from our vocabulary. It's never about earning, and even when we do Torah mitzvahs, it's not about earning. It's not that oh now I deserve good from Hashem. Whereas otherwise I didn't. Hashem wants to be native. But the method whereby that hatava can come about is, according to Hashem's Chachma, with the involvement of the person, with his becoming the Balatai, so that he could then receive the good from Hashem because he has become like Hashem, whose goodness is of himself. So we need to be involved in it, not because we have to earn it, and otherwise we're not entitled. Hashem wants to give it to us, but this is the way that it can be given according to Hashem's Chachma. So we have to try to drop the word earn and try to drop the whole mindset of judgment, of good enough or not good enough, deserving, not deserving. It's only a matter of can there be the relationship? Not as somebody good enough for me, or am I good enough for them? But only can we come together and create something, okay, I, uh, create something can amazing. Can I uh, jump in on that? Well, I'm not sure if Zach was finished. Zach, are you are you okay? You you can you can continue. Um, I, I apologize for interrupting. No, I, I think so. I think there's there's what to think about there. Okay, please do and let me know what happens. Okay, thank you. Okay, Avi, go ahead. Ephraim, great to see oh. you. I still have your safer. Good to see you too. <laughs> let me know when you want it back. But as long as you like. Great seeing your name on the screen. <laughs> yeah, Rabbi, I have a question when you, uh, before you're done. Okay, absolutely. We're going to Avi now. Avi, go ahead. So when we're talking about a relationship with Hashem, and it's not about earning, yes. so I feel like a normal a normal relationship between two human beings yes. is is two ways. You know, yes. it's, it's between both of them, and Absolutely. I feel like the reason why we may have that conditioning is because we're used to the human relationship, where that's the mentality that we develop. So. Good, good. When it comes to Hashem, it was inanimate. Or I mean, basically, Hashem is the, the one relationship which is the most unique. And you know, you're you're talking all about you know, Hashem's love for us that's not being earned, but you know, because He loves Kaiyshol. So I feel like we first have to realize how to develop a relationship with Hashem, who's different than any other relationship that we have. Maybe then we could come to step two of realizing that. And I feel like what comes closest to that is maybe like the love of a parent to a child. Otherwise, how else are we supposed to think about Hashem and 
you know, and not get stuck in the normal, you know, back and forth of a human relationship? So um, that's, a, that's a good question. But I think if we start to think about it a little bit, we might be able to find that just like in, in a human relationship where people share the same values, share the same goal, but they are really on wavelength with one another, but they're really able to somehow come to something great, beautiful, uplifting through the help of one another, that we can see how Hashem has given us something of that nature with Him. Hashem has given us to try to learn His Torah, understand His Torah, which He is involved with and helping us with at that time, which is enabling us to gain some understanding of His Drachim, of His Emes, of His Yosher, of His Chesed, of his relationship method. <laughs> We're coming to understand the ways of Hashem. Hashem is allowing us to understand his ways and involved with us and helping us and, and describing himself to us in a manner that we are supposed to use in that process. So when we think about, you know, closest another person, do we think in terms of well, how much does he need me and how much am I giving to him that he really will have to appreciate? Or just like we're having such a good time together or such a powerful, good experience together when that happens. But somebody helps me to like really come in contact with something very good, very beautiful. That creates a powerful connection. Well, that's what all of the Torah and the ways of Hashem are. And Hashem is giving that to us. So that will be the real good connection that we would have even with another person in the best case scenario. It's like, you know, when, when, when you're trying to understand something that's really important and meaningful and good, and somebody helps you by their reflecting back what they heard from you in a way that now you understand it even better. <laughs> that you couldn't have gotten without them. It's like, and, and you know that you're, you're somehow touching something in that process together that is so good. That's, a, that's real connection. Like the Rambam ends off, that this is the Ava of, of Rebbe and Talmud. He's talking about Chaverim. What's he bringing in? Rav Talmud Talmud Rav. Because, of course, it's only the Rebbe that can help the Talmud understand the beauty of the Torah. And it's only the Talmud that can help the Rebbe himself come to see the full depth and beauty of the Torah.
And then they have gained this through each other and together, and they're sharing it. That is like, that is unique. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I, I, I think the part that gets confusing is once we go human, then we then we bring in all the the you know nuances that play out in human relationships. And here it's kind of like you have to focus on specific things, like right. we're talking about right. this, and, and we right. can't get lost in the things that. No, you're right. You're right. You're right, Avi. That. Um, by Hashem, we cannot include, like, you know, the human needs. It's true. Um, at the same time, when we try to use a mushal, the mushal, by definition, is going to include within us, in an emotional sense, the aspect of the human, real human needs, the father and a daughter, is bound to include the human elements. Still, we can use that as the mushal, while we at the same time know that's, Hashem doesn't have the human needs, but there could still be enough of in the human experience of the best good type. When a parent is really devoted to their child, or when they're at least doing something good for their child, they're staying up with them at night when they really would much rather go to sleep. That's not out of love. It's out of taking on the responsibility to be there when their child needs them because they know that they are the ones who are entrusted to take care of their child. Then they're doing something very good that is hopefully going to play out in good ways. So there is real purity in the human experience as well that mixes together with the very human and, you know, more sort of... um, uh, natural feelings. And those are the ones that we are trying to identify. And the same thing with the king and his nation. And the king and his daughter. What is a king? A king is not just might. A king is all the highest qualities that a person can have. Wisdom. Devotion. Courage. Kindness. Compassion. You name it. Every good quality that a person has to have, the king has in his guiding, in his leading, in his protecting his country. And that's what his daughter has absorbed from him, becoming a true daughter of the king. So that brings them very close together. Not just that there's a biological connection, not just that there's the human connection, is also a much more powerful and everlasting connection. That's what's going to be transmitted and carried forth. And taught to the next generation. Okay. Um, is that any help, Avi? Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, that's uh, that's great to hear. That's very encouraging. Reb Simcha? Yeah, Rabbi. Uh, yes, go ahead. It's very helpful, uh, you know, what you've discussed. I, I, don't, I don't know if these are wrong uh, conceptions or misconceptions, I guess. They're all, they're, 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 they're all needed to be brought to the table, so not to worry about that. Okay. So that's how so, we clarify. That's how we clarify. I mean, the, the one thing that I remember, you know, and I don't remember it was Yaakov Avinu, but you hear a lot with mm -hmm. Sadikim that they're afraid that they're not deserving of any more uh, chesed from Hashem because Hashem has over rewarded them already. Oh my, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yaakov said, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then also, I, I, you know, is maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about this. But before Ben Israel went out of Mithraim, didn't Hashem give them a few mitzvot so that they should be deserving? Right, they needed mitzvot, right. Right, so we're, ba we're back to the idea of deserving. Um, uh, that's an excellent question. Um, I would hope. Although, though, those are two excellent questions. Uh, what does Yaakov mean by Katainti Mikolach HaSadim? Is Hashem's chesed used up? What does it mean that Klaus Shol needed um, Pesach and Mila to have mitzvot in order to be able to go out of Mitzrayim was that in order to make them deserving um, I think both those questions need to be researched properly and to be responded to on some future good occasion okay my basic assumption regarding the mitzvot would be that it was all part of the preparation process not a matter of like deserving like having done enough mitzvot to be able to receive Hashem's chesed, but to be of such a nature to be able to accomplish Yetzirah's Mitzrayim. It needed to be uplifted at the point of the geula. Couldn't just wait till later. They needed to have that, but it really should be researched very uh, carefully and I accept the responsibility to try to do that and anyone who wants to help me is invited okay thank okay. you <laughs> please don't let me off the hook <laughs> okay okay yes any any final uh, questions or thoughts are welcome otherwise i guess we could pause here thank you very much thank you boysai I think it's nice having a small group, you know, it's, it's a little more comfortable, you know. <laughs> but it's hard to compete with the NFL, you know, of course. <laughs> okay. Have a very good night. Have a good night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night.